What happened to you? Why are you walking that way? I'm a mechanical boy Like a mechanical toy I follow directions, whatever I'm told I never get hot and I never get cold I never have lived so I never grow old That's because I'm a mechanical boy I'm a mechanical boy Milan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. You can make me free. You can make me smile. You can make me be like a little child. You can melt the ice that chills my body. You can dry my every tear. You can make the lonely hours disappear. You can make me free You can make me rise You can make me see So open up my eyes Don't you know my only real moments Are the ones I spend with you How I long to drink some wine again with you I can take to the skies I can soar like a bird with this heart full of song Yeah, yeah Hello, everybody, and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z as we begin the final two letters of our Billy Joel song journey and start the letter Y. And even though we are coming to the end of our show today, we go all the way back to the beginning of his show and talk about the second song of Billy Joel's first album entitled You Can Make Me Free. You Can Make Me Free is off of 1971's Cold Spring Harbor and is the only full-on casualty of the pitfalls of the wrong speed disaster of Cold Spring Harbor as Artie Rip in his manic insanity cut almost three minutes off of this song when he remastered it in 1983. Besides, I'm sure a few concerts Billy may have done to ensure a second album This song has never been heard from again, unless Alan has something different to tell us later. So let's bring in the co-host of the Billy Joel podcast and see if he can guess where our Newsday and New York Magazine's reporters place 1971's You Can Make Me Free. Hello, Alan. Hello, Dave. And I just want to say to our listeners, to stay true to this song, we are going to cut off the last three minutes of this podcast. <laughs> I think they'll be delighted. <laughs> this well, might be a, a shorty. <laughs> that's a different uh, version than what we're you know, showing about the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So where do I think these guys ranked it? Um, I don't know. It's one of the, I think it's one of the better songs on Cold Spring Harbor. So maybe Bananos might like it. I wonder if he's considering the 83 version or the original version and if that would change his mind. But I'm just going to guess something like 79. Uh, you're way off. Unfortunately, they both hated it, I guess. Vernados is at 98. 
an undistinguished song, and then the wildly oversung bit at the end leaves you with a flinch. <laughs> Glenn Gamboa rates it at 114, even lower. Joel's foray into piano-driven glam rock is a bit over the top, foreshadowing Freddie Mercury's approach a couple of years before Queen's debut, and the fans rank it at a little higher at 74. I will tell you, Alon, I have never heard this song in my life, and I absolutely love it. I knew it. It's fantastic. I get the Freddie. I like the, that he mentioned the Freddie Mercury reference to Queen because, yes, yes, I can see that. I can completely see that. Boy, is this a good song. Interesting difference. You know, here's why I know I liked the song because I heard both versions. The the official Billy Joel one, which he takes for some reason off the 1983 album that's on his site, takes the shorter version with that, that the worst fade in the history of fades of a song, which <laughs> is clearly just cut. I've heard both versions with it, which is mostly just an, a whole three minute instrumental piece. So I don't know, maybe, you know, it, it should have been cut. I, I don't know, but I didn't want it to end. So I enjoyed the six minute version completely. I love this song. I love everything about it. That's great. I'm glad that you liked it because I've been telling you for years now, Cold Spring Harbor's got some hidden gems on it and you're definitely noticing. You have totally been talking about that since we started this podcast. I I just didn't believe it. I mean, you know, falling of the rain, we're like, that's all right and all this kind of stuff. But boy, this is a terrific song. Really terrific. What's the other, have we, what was the other one we just did on Cold Spring Harbor that was really great too? Or did we not do anything? Was it not before worse comes to worse? That's all piano, man, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. The alphabet's so confusing to me now. Let's see. Why Judy? Why, why Judy? Why? Yeah. yeah, which was terrific. So we've been getting really lucky. Like, you know, I guess we just started with obviously she's got a ways okay. And everybody loves you now. Everybody you know. loves you now. It's so great. So great. Flowing on the rain was just okay. So we just really haven't gotten a lot of the songs. And Boy, this is so good. It's so good. And you know what I like about it is that it feels like a good bridge from the 60s to 70s. I know Billy Joel only recorded as Billy Joel in the 70s, but it really feels like a good bridge song where since it was recorded in 1970 and came out in 71 or whatever, very close to 71, you know, that's always a little holdover from the 60s. And I really like the kind of that it's a I, I i i get a little 60s feel but it's definitely 70s well yeah i mean what he's doing in this song is very much a paul mccartney song i mean especially you, you think that, so yeah and whenever he's doing his like all those like vocal inflections he does throughout the song are are so much a paul mccartney thing a lot like what happens in hey jude uh, even the long outro which gets cut in the 83 version is very much like let's just then have to just continue and continue and continue and the final, I think the final lyrics of the song, the way he sings those, like when he's like, you know that you can make me so much better. Like that's, Wait, he sings in Chinese? <laughs> if that's what that sounded like to you, it could be actually. But a lot of the things he's doing vocally sound a lot like when Paul McCartney's getting into a song. So it really feels like he saw, he really heard the influence of the later Beatles stuff or Paul's first solo album and put it into this. I didn't notice that at all because I had seen that people say they were comparing it to Paul McCartney's. But I, I didn't notice it at all. I thought it was his own. I, like I said, I saw more of a Queen 
Freddie Mercury thing to it. But if I and, and, and really, I don't, I don't see that at all until you said that. I really never thought of this in any way like a Queen song. I yeah, I definitely felt that way. But I'm glad I forgot about. Now when you said "Hey Jude," I get the the long outro reference, which I hate. Those kind of things. I hate just going off on a huge long instrumental. That's my least favorite thing in tunes. And thank God. He didn't do that for the rest of his career. I, I was trying to think if there's other songs that he has long instrumental outros. Is Big Shot one of them, or am I wrong on that? I I, I can't it remember. It kind of trails off in that kind of way, but it's not long. Right, it's not long. Right, he never gives you that Grateful Dead horrible. Just why are we even still playing at this point? I mean, this is what I hate about bands that do that just filler. Oh, but everybody loves to hear our, uh, us play in the drum solos. So th- this is why I love Billy Joel. He never gave you that. And if this song is the only one he did it in, you know, so be it. And it was still very entertaining. I did. I yeah. I, until you said, "Hey Jude," I didn't notice any kind of similarity to a Paul McCartney song. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious in this one. You're right, though. Like he doesn't usually get this indulgent with a song, and it's kind of crazy. This is the second song on the album. Usually you'd think this kind of epic, like it's going to be six minutes and we're going to have this really long instrumental. That should be like the last song, maybe. Like to put this right up front on the album is so weird. Well, this is probably why this album just completely is off because I don't know. We don't know. We know (laughs) that artists always have placement in their songs of how they put the album together but we don't know whether billy was involved in the placement of this album at all since clearly he had nothing to do with hearing it before it went out who knows right now also i don't think billy joel it seems uh, through our journey we haven't noticed that he seems to care about what's on side one or what's on side two because he seems to write the album in the way it it just is on the album you know he, he seems to put the songs the way he wrote them so again if he was going by that even early at the beginning and he wrote the song second then i guess that's our answer yeah that could be although i do think that when we get to the album wrap-up i think this the later half of this album does make sense chronologically but maybe this song maybe he thought of this as being like some kind of a single like it's a very good song so maybe he thought like i'm gonna put this near the front because like this is one of my best pieces a lot. How was this not a single? It's brilliant. It's so good. It's well, the so... length is a problem, obviously. Like right, a- right. FM radio would have played it if it was, you know, if they really liked it. Um, but generally, this should have been like a three minute song, really. Yeah, but they would always take in radio. And I know back then they would just cut a song. They would just take it and cut it and make it a single. I mean, he's done that on there's we see it all the time. And in his work, too, they're like, here's the album length. Here's the single length. I mean, they've been doing yeah. that for years. The radio. Yeah, but I, 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 it's such a good song. M- meanwhile, what we were talking about the lyrics for a second, the lyrics don't go with the rockiness, the rockiness of the song. They are, they are weird. You can make me free. You can make me smile. You can make me be like a little child. You can melt the ice that chills my body. You can dry my every tear. You make the lonely hours disappear. You can make me free. You can make me rise. <laughs> 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 you can make me see. So open up my eyes. I don't like these lyrics. They're fine. I, I just like the song. Yeah, these, it's one of those songs where the lyrics could be kind of anything. But in a way, they it's like 
it's a high energy kind of song that makes you feel good. And these are kind of feel goody kind of lyrics. So true. Don't like you, you can picture know- him running through the streets and being real happy. This is his non-depressed song, I think. Yeah. Don't you know my only real moments are the ones I spend with you. Then it's depressing again. How I long to drink some wine again with you. God, he loves talking about wine in this early album, I think. Doesn't he and, mention that multiple yeah, times? Yeah, well, he's like 21 drinking wine. He should have been on beer at this point in his yeah. life. What's he doing? That's it. We, we know he loves beer. I can take to the skies. I can soar like a bird. Gonna find my corner <laughs> of the... With its heart full of song, won't you color my eyes? I've been waiting so long. If I must wait a lonely lifetime until I'm with you, my love, I will wait. But you will be what I'm dreaming of. That's yeah. Cool. That that's a nice line. Yeah. Hey, Dave, do you do a good Robert De Niro? In which movie? Taxi Driver. Um. No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was thinking these these lyrics. I would love to hear you do the you talking to me. Yeah. But to you can make me free. You can make me free. <laughs> you talking to me? You can make me free. You can you- make me cry. <laughs> You can make it so much better if you would only try. That's the best I got. <laughs> like a little child. <laughs> <laughs> good. That was that was good enough for me. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I got to say, though, um, yeah, I can't believe I can't wait to put this on the, 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 the one that nobody can see the hidden gems list. And it's I really like this song. I was really enjoying listening to this song. It's so great. I swear I've never heard the song. And when I saw the the name of it, you can make me free. I'm like, this is gonna be stupid. This is a stupid title for a song. I know I'm gonna hate this song. I just can't believe how much I enjoy it. This is so much fun for me, this entire journey. <laughs> I'm the luckiest person of a Billy Joel quote fan <laughs> because <laughs> I get to hear brand new Billy Joel all the time and it is truly magical sometimes yeah well you're lucky with that and i think most of us are lucky to hear people just seek out the long version it's like a whole new song so even if you've heard the original whatever the 83 album version that you could find on billy joel's website it's kind of cool to to hear the long version um do you prefer the long version over the edited version is there a difference besides the cutting out of the three minutes yeah i mean there's, there's different instruments right yeah, and the way they've mixed it is a little bit different also. Like in the long version, you can hear these vocal harmonies much more prominent throughout the song, which sounds also very Beatlesy. If you pay attention, there's a lot of like, ah, in the background, even through the outro, which is constant. And then, yeah, I think they changed the instrumentation as well. Yeah, they always, they did on that whole album, but I, I can't really tell the difference. So I like both versions a lot. And like I said, I just like it to keep going because it's in my head. And yeah. I'm very pleased. Very pleased with this song, and I'm excited to listen to it more often, and I'm very excited to just listen to this album as a whole once we finish it up. That'll be exciting. Oh, here's something. The intro to this song, does it remind you of anything? Uh, in, in fact, I don't. it doesn't remind me of anything, but I hate the intro, because the, the intro was, I was like, oh, this song's going to suck, and then as soon as that intro goes out, I, I love the song. Okay. Right, because it's one of those songs where the intro doesn't really fit with how the song ends up going. Okay, right, exactly. What I think it sounds a lot like is the intro to Souvenir.
That's why I thought it was going to be a bummer song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one, he stayed bummer. This one, he decided to go energetic. Yeah, thank goodness. So, Alon, I mean, has he ever... He's never played this live. Besides, like I said, the having this album as a first to play it for people so he can get a second album. Has he yes. ever played it after he did Piano Man? Okay, so... If we had recorded this episode a week ago, I would have said he's never played it in his life. But his last show that he just did last night, he played this fourth. You are a fucking liar. You're lying. I know. I'm kidding. It's yeah, oh he's never, my he's never god. It. You had me. I I sat here in silence. Go. Because <laughs> I, you know what I was thinking a lot. I was driving yesterday or Thursday. I was thinking about this. I guess I was listening back, and I'm like, geez, you know, I I know he's still doing shows at MSG. But like we haven't spoken about it in a while. No one's texted us about anything. So he must just be doing the same set over and over again because we haven't heard anything to the contrary. And then when you told me that and the fact that it was I mean, you you had me going. I mean, I I would I sorry I cursed, but I was like I was there was wow, that would have been <laughs> I know, I know. But I was surprised it wasn't even like something from like 72 or 73 where he played this. There's no- nothing that I could find that shows any live version ever existing, which is weird because it sounds like a good live song, like a band can jam out to this. Wouldn't that be a fun thing for a live band to play? Absolutely. And should we just release now as a spoiler alert or whatever you would call it as a breaking news? Alon and I are going to the final show at Madison Square Garden in July of 2024. Yes. He's going to play December song for us. Well, you know, that's what I was thinking of. I'm like, he's got to. He's got to play something nuts. Right? He has to. Otherwise, It's it's not going to be this song, right? We know that, which is a bummer because that'd be great. But come on, man. He's gotta play something none of us have heard before and if he doesn't it's just that's like dropping the ball completely you have to if it's your your literal final residency show you have to pull out all the stops i want tons of special guests i want tons of rare songs i want a super long concert yeah there's definitely going to be tons of special guests so yeah alan was really smart and he got us the tickets and i couldn't be more thrilled that this is happening because we needed to go to that show out of and of everybody we know, like, we have to. Yeah, and apparently it was a real fiasco to get tickets. A lot of people had a lot of trouble. I was really lucky. Somehow I got through, like, pretty soon after it opened up and got us uh, these really great seats. Well, we just but... called Billy Joel and asked him to go in for tickets. And he was like, yeah. so that's the way it works for us here. At I was like, Joel. hey, BJ, it's me, EA. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, EA? Uh, how's DJ doing? <laughs> he's, no, good. he's good. He's yeah. good. <laughs> he's excited for December song in December. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold your horses. <laughs> well, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper for me? Hold on. I got a really... I, <laughs> this is so messed up. And you're going to get it. But I couldn't believe this, <laughs> this crazy juxtaposition when I... Uh, let me just give it to you. I believe Billy Joel ripped off this song... <laughs> From one of the greatest films that had just come out while he was writing this album. It was sung by a kid who had just gotten nominated for an Oscar in 1969, but lost out to Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. 
interestingly, <laughs> if you could, folks, if you could see where Alon's looking right now, it's like, huh? Interestingly, <laughs> Billy Joel also played the same character he got nominated for 20 years later. Who is it? The character is Oliver. Well, the character. Artful Do- the Artful Dodger. Correct. Okay. Correct. <laughs> So, yeah, listen. So here's the song I got it from. Where do you hear this? Is it Consider Yourself? No. That's the only song I know that he sings. No, no, no. This is from the movie Puffin Stuff. Oh, not from Oliver. Okay. The opening song. It's the lyrics that caught me. <laughs> Floating through the sky, flying free. If I could, if I could, I would be a jeweler <laughs> with my head above the tree. I like that he can't pronounce the stuff because he's so cocky. So I think a giraffe. I could see if I could. It was the lyrics that got me. Like if I could see a balloon like a little kid. Yeah, up in the air, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what got me about the song, but also just the uh, the hilarity of the fact that he would rip this off from the Puffin Stuff soundtrack uh, made me laugh. So. Yeah, and then he took that harmonica sound and brought it into the Piano Man album. See, exactly. I'm telling you, he was probably watching that movie High as a Kite. He's like, this is giving me an idea. Like when uh, Betsy Ross got hit in the head and then she saw stars above her head and decided to make... <laughs> Hello? Is this on? That's true. <laughs> It's from Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so describe this movie Puffin stuff to me. Is this for children or for stoners? Yeah, see, that's a good question. Well, it's from the TV show HR Puffin stuff. And it was my favorite show as a kid, my absolutely favorite show, which I still talk about to this day. I think I play the ending on our podcast when we say, see you next week. That's from that show. Oh, uh, so they made a movie about it. It's awful. It's unwatchable. But if you are high, because it's all on the puppets on Living Island, it's before Pee Wee's Playhouse. Everything talks and is alive and there's witchy poo. And it's all about you don't know the story. It's all about this no. kid who's got a golden flute and the flute talks and the witch wants it. It's kind of like the gold, the, the ruby slippers. It's a complete Wizard of Oz thing. OK. And uh, Puff and Stuff helps Jimmy, uh, you know, from the witch because her powers aren't good on uh, the one portion of Living Island. <laughs> what what is puffin stuff? He's a dragon, dragon. a very friendly dragon. Who's okay, so he's puffing because he puffs smoke and fire. Well, nobody really knows. People thought, is it Hanna Barbera? Or, no, it's um, Croft, Sid and Marty Croft. Fields and Crofts. And people thought that it was meant because they were high puffin stuff, but they have mentioned it multiple times as they are old, like even five years ago. I swear that is not what we meant. <laughs> but you would never guess that from the content of the show. <laughs> okay. Weird. 
Yeah, but genius. And they use this guy who just had been nominated for an Oscar and they make him sing a couple songs in the episodes. He's so good. My favorite is this song called Mechanical Boy because the witch turns him into a mechanical boy. I'm a mechanical boy like a mechanical toy. It was super fun on Saturday mornings to have show tunes. Yeah, that's <laughs> for Dave uh... Juskow. <laughs> Is this guy? Does he do like the robot while he's singing that? Oh yeah! Oh my okay. god, it's amazing. Good. And then if, if the ending is that's because I'm a, cause I'm a, cause I'm a, cause I'm a, and then Puppet Love snaps him out of it. Cause I'm a mechanical boy. That's funny. I'm looking at the Wikipedia now, and it says that Paul Simon sued them because the theme song was a ripoff of the 59th Street Bridge song. Yes. So he's credited as a co-writer of the theme song. But yeah, I know, and it's a legendary song. HR Puffin stuff. Who's your friend when things get rough? H. It does sound like the 59th Street Bridge song. It is very similar, but everything sounded like that back then. I don't know how Paul Simon won. <laughs> I don't know, even know why he would want to be saying, I'm, I'm watching this show. And quite frankly, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just called me. I would have written it for you. I love this stuff. H.R. Puffin Step. Who's your friend when things get rough? H.R. Puffin Step. Anyway, Alon, do you have a trivia question for me? Yeah, I do. Mine isn't as fun as yours, uh, but here it is. Hey, this was a tough one. Don't don't. Yeah, I, honestly, don't like, worry we, were, about it. we were like two minutes before recording time, and I was like, "Oh, trivia!" And I was like, I, okay. "I was almost going to forego." It's like you know what? We don't have to do trivia every week. <laughs> this was a really <laughs> tough one. Yeah. Okay. So my question is: In this song, Billy says he can soar like a bird. Is that true? No, that's not the question. Uh, <laughs> I guess. <you> know. <laughs> well, if he's in a plane, I suppose. If he's taking Red Bull. <laughs> okay, so in this song, Billy says he can soar like a bird. Similarly, years later, the Steve Miller band recorded a song called Fly Like an Eagle. My question is, what other animal-named artist covered Fly Like an Eagle in 1996? Is it the Eagles? No. Oh, uh, co- covered fly like an eagle in 19 and and their name is a bird name their name is an animal name an animal name is it the animals <laughs> no uh, and it's not animal from the muppets oh that was my next is it um the cheetah girls no but that's closer <laughs> it was recorded for the space jam soundtrack if that helps oh. No, it doesn't. The original Space Jam soundtrack? Yeah. Thank God. You see Space Jam 2? No. Holy shit. Yipes. I don't know, Alan. I don't know the answer. The answer is it was recorded by Seal. What? Yes, I remember that song. You said 1976. No, I said re-recorded 1996. Oh, you said 96. I'm sorry. And I said Space Jam anyway, so what? That would be 76. And that was Fly Like an. 
Yes, it was. That's I remember that. It was very. It, it it worked because of the Space Jam movie and see. Oh, yeah, that was when he was ridiculously popular. After that the was Batman the first version I knew. Soundtrack. I knew the Seal version because I knew that soundtrack was so popular. There was like that R. Right. Kelly song, which is what? If I could, I believe I, I could fly. I just played you "If I Could" from yeah. Jack Wild, and well, I believe I can fly is also kind of like this song too. Right, and that was his other Seal song, right? I can no, that one I was can... R. Kelly. Oh, that w- that's R. Kelly. Yeah, I believe I can fly. So wait, what's the seal? Oh, that's uh, "Kiss from a Rose." Kiss from a Rose. Great. Is song. that from Batman Three? Yeah, Batman Forever. Right. Yeah. How do you like that? Well, that it wasn't turned out to be a very interesting trivia question. So I think we both pat ourselves on the back. Well done. Well, I'm looking forward to your parody about this because I want to hear the song again. And I'm making Paul Lauren play this song. Okay. Then he might have to play this version of it. All right. This version is called You Can Make Me Tea. Yipes. (laughs) All right. You can make me tea. Maybe chamomile. I don't want coffee. That just ain't my style. Pour it over ice or serve it steaming. Just give me some of that Earl Grey. Or you can serve me English breakfast either way. I'll have a cup full of chive and I'll pour in some milk and a little honey. Yeah, yeah. Tea is all that I buy. I'm spending all my money. You can make me tea. I'll have some Darjeeling. A silver cup for me. I'm living like a king. Pour it over ice or serve it steaming. Just give me some of that Earl Grey. And make sure there are scones for dipping on the oh, way. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> yeah, I had to put the scones in. It, it was all for the scones. Was that also put together five minutes before recording? No, that was 20 minutes before. Oh, <laughs> it was. Com- well, yeah, it was completed five minutes before. Yeah. You I'm going to stick with my yipes. <laughs> Not a classic. Not a classic. But again, Paul Lauren could change all that perception. Yeah, I think this will end up being the greatest. I think you're just relying on Paul Lauren now to fix all your stuff. <laughs> I'm not even trying care. anymore. Well, you've done what a hundred and you've almost done 120 parodies. Can't blame you if you're not trying anymore. My goodness. <laughs> you thought I'd be out of topics, but I still found a way to talk about tea and scones. Yeah, tea's boring. Well, folks, that was You Can Make Me Free. If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single one. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Is Dave crazy or do you also have a soft spot for HR puffin stuff? <laughs> well, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> Can you hear the Paul McCartney influences in this song? Was Artie correct to cut out the last three minutes of the song? Mm. And... Can Billy really soar like a bird? <laughs> Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. I can take the skies, I can take-